Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. The following episode is sponsored by LegalZoom. They're helping keep this show free. If you go to LegalZoom.com and enter the code EARWOLF, you'll get a discount, and 100% of what you spend there comes directly back to the show. LegalZoom is the best place to help with your legal needs. They're not a law firm, but they provide self-help services at your direction. For more information on how to support this show and the rest of the Earwolf Podcast Network, go to Earwolf.com insider. How's it going, everybody? This is Harris Whittles. I'll be your tour guide through the cosmos today. Sorry. And, and here with me is Scott Ackerman. Hi there, everyone. Scott Ackerman. You know me from uh, the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, uh, amongst other things. And uh, Harris, where would people know you from? Uh, prob- probably said podcast. But you're also... Uh, I'm also... Give a little bit of your bio. Okay. Uh, I am a comedian. I uh, write on Parks and Recreation currently. I wrote on Eastbound and Down third season, but that hasn't come out yet, so you don't know me from that. That's just <laughs> that's some bullshit that I'm saying now. And uh, Sarah Silverman program, writer on that. Right. And uh, I was a writer on Mr. Show, and uh, I do Between Two Ferns uh, videos, and I'm the host of Comedy Bang Bang. And, and uh, how did this podcast – first of all, should we explain what this podcast is? Sure. Um this podcast, Analyze Fish, is basically going to be me trying to convince Scott to like the band Fish for the whole time. And it it's derived from basically I started doing a, a few Earwolf podcasts, and there was a recurring theme happening each time where I would get uh, lambasted, just outright lambasted, for liking the band Fish. And sometimes Scott would play songs and... We'd make fun of him. He'd make fun of him, and then I would defend them. And so I said, "Let's let's." But he was picking the song, so I was. I thought it'd be funny and fun if I could just like try to get you into the band the way that I would do it, like the proper introduction to the band. Because I think Scott is a big musical. He's a big fan of music. He likes rock. I think it's possible to get him to like this band. I do like rock music. Yes, rock and roll. Rock and or. Role. And and so uh, yeah, Harris was on my show. He was on a few other shows, and I've known Harris for uh, nigh on twenty five years now. Sure, you yeah. You're <laughs> no, there. it might it might be more around five. My nanny, yes. 
And uh, that's always been a curious part of his personality to me, is that uh, he is a smart guy. He went to college. He's a Harvard guy. and uh, <laughs> Not a Harvard guy. <laughs> went to school in Boston. And uh, he's, a, he's a smart guy. He's sharp. He's quick-witted. Mm-hmm. He's a go-getter. He's out there uh, hustling. He's got his grind on. And yet he has this part of his personality where he goes to fish shows and follows them around like a goddamn lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> taking, uh, I don't know what, ecstasy, or what do you take when you're... Whatever you're giving me, man. <laughs> and then just, I, I don't know what happens at a fish show other than he just sits and jams out. Well, you stand and, and jam sway out. Sway from side to side. And I, it's always been a curious part of his personality that I've never really understood, and I've heard about it, and uh, I, I really... Here's, here's how I'm going into this show, okay? I think this is going to be a lot like the X-Files, where you have a believer and you have a skeptic. Okay, you're Mulder, I'm Scully, Mm -hmm. and hopefully you're going to try to get me to like fish. Now, this may not happen by the end of this show. Like some X-Files. Yeah. I mean, she went a whole uh, probably seven seasons before she became a believer, and then she went out trying to get Robert Patrick to be... Uh, a believer, you know, so so maybe that'll happen to me. I'll, uh, you know, let's hope you try to convince Robert Patrick to like fish at some point <laughs> in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> let's make a date right now. So what dis- describe what I'm in for, because I don't really know exactly what we're going to do in this show. And And before we do that, let me just say I am coming in with an open mind. I like music. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of different types of music, uh, not just rock, but also jazz mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, big band, musicals, yeah. all sorts of different types of stuff. Chill out music. Yeah, I know that about you. You're a total chiller sometimes when you want to be. <laughs> Trip hop. <laughs> Dub step. <laughs> so I have an open mind. I have I, I don't like fish merely based on when I was in college back in 1993, I believe. Uh, I knew this stoner dude who had sex with my girlfriend, who... Okay, I, I was this in- <laughs> explains it then. All right, go on. <laughs> and I was in his car one day. It was and Trey he- Anastasio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's him. Trey and this son of a bitch <laughs> thinks that he can start a band? <laughs> no, and I was in his car. I believe it was some sort of Toyota Corolla. Back seat. It's all just rushing back to me, all these memories, like it was yesterday. He put on a tape. This is how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. He had a tape, and all I heard was like, the big ball jam, classic. And he's like, "You like fish?" And you know, then I'm sure we had a stereotypical conversation where I thought he was asking me what I like to eat, and he explained the spelling of the band. For those of you who don't know, P H I S H, which maybe you know why it's uh, spelled that way. Well, I I know why it's called that because the drummer's nickname is Fish, and they were like, "Let's name it after him and change it up a little bit just to be silly," oh, and boy. it worked. It was pretty silly. Jesus, this was before the whole fat with a PH craze. So, uh huh. Maybe it instigated it. I think they're responsible for it. <laughs> so we have that them to thank. So that's my only exposure to fish is back. When I was in college, and that guy played me a long jam. That sounds about right. I mean, listen, let me tell you a story about a boy named Harris who hated fish. Oh, boy. So you you were a skeptic once, too. Oh, of course. You got to be. It's a lot. Why would you hate them? Where, uh, did because you... I was scared. 
<laughs> but had you heard of something, or you hated I had, the lifestyle? No, my, everyone knows that weird. Everyone has that stoner dude from your story in their lives who I find I who is annoying and who you go. I can't like what that guy likes. But and you're that guy now. I've become that as a way to show people that it's okay. And this is like Scientology sounding now, but <laughs> but basically, my f- best friend's older brother was into them, and I, I heard those sounds too. And it was all bop, boop, beep, bop to me. Mm-hmm. But listen, we're, you know, I saw them my first time in Houston, Texas, September 25th, 1999. And, uh, I re- that was like my. What caused you to go to that show? Free uh, ticket? Something I had, to do? Drugs? It was Houston. So when there was something to do that seemed weird or exciting, you would do it. So me and my couple of my friends drove there and we took ecstasy and had a great time. And I remember. Just sitting there, loving it. There was a girl that I saw, this hippie girl, and I was rolling. I like took my shirt off. I was like one of those dudes. It was just like <laughs> had no shoes or shirt on. It was just these khaki shorts. Did you get service? <laughs> no, it was the woodlands. No cell phone service. No cell phones. <laughs> no shirt. No shoes. No cell phone service. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> this was the stupidest. Memory like this is still. Can we get a T-shirt of that, by the way. No engineer Doug. No shirt, no shoes, no no cell cell phone service. service. Let's do it up. That that'll be the this show's official (laughs) T-shirt. But I remembered uh, two memories from that show. One is that girl that I was like, "Hey, you're really pretty." Like it was Mm. so. I was on XC and it was. I still am embarrassed that I called a girl over. Just I wasn't hitting on her. It Uh was like. A very you just pure, wanted to to tell her to that tell she her added that, to the beauty yes, of the universe of, of that you were the saying. universe in my night, and also there was this bully there, who <laughs> a bully a like was a, he eight years old? <laughs> he, no, he, this was from like school. Like I didn't. This kid did not like me. Okay, so how old are you? I was a uh, freshman in high school. Oh, okay, so the, it, it really was a bully. Yeah, you were yeah. still of the he age was, where someone he could was bully an you. asshole and. Uh, I, There's a time when people turn from bullies to just assholes. Well, but, yes, that is true. He was a bully. He was a legit fucking bully at that. Okay. I'm sure he became a dick, but um, he was there. And I don't want to use his name, but um, someone came over and was like, hey, that, he's here. And I remember looking. I was dancing and shirtless <laughs> with no shoes, and he was just staring at me angrily. And, and uh, I'm that guy now. Yeah, and I went over to him. Yeah, and my, I'm that guy. But uh, and I remember just being like, "It's all good, man." Like, ah, uh, it's we had all this, good. Yeah, like, I think I. But it was this moment of like, "Hey, it's, it's all good at fish, right?" You know. All right. So that is your experience with fish, and ever since then, you've loved them. Uh, yeah. Unabashedly. Unabashedly. Well, abashedly for a while. People never say abashedly. But uh, I would be embarrassed to say that I like them. And and, uh, and then finally I was like, who gives a fuck? At a certain point you stop being embarrassed about what you like. Okay. So now I am a neophyte to the universe. In fact, Engineer Doug and I, before you walked in, were asking each other, do they have actual records or is it all live records? We don't know. Right. Okay. Well, that's... So we have no idea what mm-hmm. we're in for. I have actively stayed away from this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you guys are disgusting. <laughs> the the very thought of taking my shirt off in front of anyone, let alone at a concert, uh, sure. repulses me and would repulse others. So um, let's do it. Let's, let's right. get into this. How, how is this going to work? Take your shirt off. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> We all have to take our shirts off. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so I'm going to try... I've tried to find, like... To answer your question, uh, predominantly people do trade... It's live shows that you do listen to. So and that is the Fish experience. Do they have regular records, though? Where they, they do. They, okay. ha- they release regular records. And we're going to start with that because the recording is crisp, and you'll be able to hear what they sound like in the studio. But that's just going to be your entry point. We're going to listen okay. to a couple excerpts from studio-released songs. Should we talk about what you wanted from me before the show? Oh, yeah. So okay. basically, uh, I asked Scott to send me a list of like his 10 favorite bands. Because Fish is a very dynamic band. they got a lot of genres, and I think that that's everyone... That's part of the problem, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think bands that try too many genres... They do not excel at one. But I think they make each genre their own. We're okay. going to find out. Okay. But I, I, I asked Scott for his favorite band so that I could find kind of like an entry, entry point. An entry point. Do we talk about them as they come up? Or yeah, we, we'll talk we about them. Do we say the them. 10 that I sent you right away? Well, some of this is just like I kind of made a mixture in my head of, of all 10. Okay. And then, but that's, that's for this later part, and we'll talk okay. about the bands you like, and I'll play some stuff that I think you'll enjoy. Okay, sounds good. So what are we going to do right so now? So right we're now gonna... we're going to start CD one, track one, Doug. This song is called Theme from the Bottom, and it's off their 95 release, Billy Breathes. Nine f- n- 95. Yeah. Theme from the Bottom? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. And we can comment, we can talk about the song as they sure, play. Sure, sure. All right. Double bass action. Sure. Can we just pause one second? Pause. Okay, let me just give you my immediate... that's great. Let's do it. This could not be the one. Okay, I'll I'll just tell you exactly what I think of what I've just heard so far. Okay. It sounds like Schoolhouse Rock to me right now. Okay. Okay, It sounds like a Bob Doro. Uh, All of a sudden, they're going to start singing about uh, how... Nine is a really great number because it's the amount of lives a cat has. Right. You've heard this song. <laughs> so Okay. No, I've not heard this song. What do no, you mean? No, I was kidding. I oh, was okay. pretending they actually are going to go into singing that. Okay, I just wanted to give you my Let's keep going for the chorus because this is just the intro and okay. then after the first chorus, then we'll, we'll have another breather and talk. All right, here we go. I live upon morsels you happen to drop that somehow leaks out of your cup If nothing comes down Then I'm forced to swim up There's one more mini-verse okay. On the way upwards The colors come back The colors come back on the bottom They do gray and black Darkness is cold and perception goes wrong And the night seems to go on incredibly long So I ask you Okay, pause. All right. So, did it still, with the chorus and everything considered, sound schoolhouse rocky? Slightly, maybe because of the way it was produced yeah. a little bit. It's maybe a little too crisp and clear. Okay, sure. 
uh, you know how uh, a lot of bands they 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 put a little something something weirdly recorded. You know, yeah. like the vocals will be mm-hmm. a little off, or they'll have too much reverb or something. Like this is so crystal clear that okay. It's, I like it. I like what I'm hearing because this means let's just get right into the nitty gritty and go to a show. I'm gonna take Scott. Okay. I'm gonna take you to a show right now. Uh, I I do I do want to say that it sounds a little like a, a band I really do like, which is uh, a band from San Luis Obispo back when I was in college up there, Rhythm Akimbo, mm-hmm. uh, who you can see. I believe they have a Facebook page where all their records are up there. Rhythm Akimbo uh, uh, f- on Facebook, Facebook.com Rhythm Akimbo, I believe. And uh, the vocals sound a lot like my friend Casey Bowman. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. I think we're so making some progress. A little I bit say? of progress. I mean, they were they were also uh, a band that liked to experiment with different genres and stuff like that. And I do like them. So okay. you right. know, not too far off. But but I will say that I don't know that there's anything exceptionally dynamic about what I just heard. Okay. Uh, well, this is like we're getting feet wet right now. Okay. Sure. You can't just delve in. But it's but. not but it's not uh, horrible, but it's not something that I would go. And also the subject matter. I don't know. He's talking about colors and Well, it's yeah, that, it's kind of a cryptic song that one. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's about even. It's like okay, if you listen to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Sure. Uh it sounds weird and it's taking you to another place. Mm-hmm. And this seems like it's talking about all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. trying to take you to a, another place, yeah. but it's but recorded so is, so right. so well that so it's, straightforwardly yeah. that it, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. You're going to find that uh in some of these songs that it's just like normal songs with kind of like weirder lyrics put over them cuz as a fish fan, when Trey sings about and writes about like real stuff, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so really? I like their more like cryptic lyrics. Okay, it's it's less. Uh, so are are all of their songs about drugs? No, uh, some of them are. I think, but none do of, they none take of a lot are. of drugs as a band? They used to, and then Trey in 2004 got like arrested driving on uh, like OxyContin or something and went to jail for. <laughs> he went to while. jail. Yeah, and that's what they got went on hiatus because he was like all fucked up. So now they're. Sober, I think, for the most part. But they used to, for 20 years, I'd say, they yes, they were drug users. So, he, so he's so he got some serious street cred that you would find in genres like hip-hop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking and selling drugs. I'm sure they sold drugs, too, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everyone's got to supplement their income in this <laughs> economy. Sure. Uh, all right, well, let's go to CD1 track three. Now, and go 30 seconds in. This is... We're going to go to a fish show. This would be a great opening song. Gets you. Okay, so this is what I would see. The lights this go down. Lights go down. You could very have, well. See. Have I timed my drug usage to where it's kicking in right now? Hopefully, you dropped your bean 40 minutes prior to this. <laughs> okay, good. Saying Wilson. The song's called Wilson. Is this about Tom Hanks's volleyball? I saw them in New Year's and they did play a clip from that <laughs> over this and it was hilarious. They're a funny band. <laughs> Is this about Dennis the Menace's neighbor?
So now, I want to tell you what this is about. Okay. Trey's college thesis was a thing called uh, The Man Who Stepped In Yesterday. It was about, it's a, you're a storyteller sure. by trade. It was a whole story with a bunch of songs, and it was about this land of lizards and this evil king, Wilson. And it, it was, it's like. This is his college thesis. Yeah. For what? For He went to Goddard College, which is like this weird little school in okay. Vermont. What, and what was his field of study? Um, Lizards? He, <laughs> he, yes. Uh, he studied Castaway, the movie Castaway. His <laughs> thesis was about Castaway. But, um, yeah, so this is a song about Wilson. That's what the lyrics okay. are about. But this is just one part is of this, like... Did he write this when he was writing the thesis? Yeah, or? this is part of it. But they've like expanded it. As a band, and made let me ask a, you this, and yeah. I have a question about uh, uh, the song. This is a live version. This is. Has it been recorded for record? Like this is. It, this has never been on a release. So this is only something that they played live. Yes. and they put it out. They don't care about releasing songs often. They they're not a. They don't sell records, and they make all their money, and they're successful from touring. So that's all they care about. Okay, so all they care about is they don't care about the songs they put out. They just care about people listening to whatever they're doing. Yes, <laughs> I guess. Did I just back into something? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So so what you what was your gut reaction on the sound on of that? song type of song well the musicianship is obviously there i mm -hmm. mean you know they're they're in the pocket they, mm -hmm. they have a groove it was uh, pretty rocking right i like the uh organ mm -hmm. great page I, page is great i was wondering why people i mean it's uh, but it's obviously it, it seems like you would like it if you had heard the real version before you know what i mean like oh wow they're doing something interesting to that song that i know so well well, you what you know? Everyone trades tapes, and they have like hundreds of shows. So mm -hmm. you do know what they're doing differently, but it's based on others. There's not an original. Right. You know, it's kind of like you're basing it on other shows you've heard. I would say that it is. Uh, uh it seems like kind of a silly song. Uh huh. Uh, I don't really care for uh, the vocals. You like silly things, though. You're I do. A I like silly guy. I like comedy songs, but I don't. Ah, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's, I, it's, it's, I like they might be giants. Yeah, exactly. It's not like silly, but it's it's absurd. You know what they I don't like? Is I don't like when a serious band does a silly song. They're they've never labeled themselves a serious. That's a misconception. Is that they don't take themselves seriously? So are all their songs stupid and silly? Are they like uh, a lot of their songs? I think are supposed to just get you viscerally and not like don't think about it. Like sometimes just like it's sounds just and words all have like, human emotions. Yes. Is what they're trying to cover. And it, sometimes you laugh, sometimes you're... Right. They're like the Brent Weinbach of music. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, I think Brent... <laughs> we may analyze Brent Weinbach. Okay, sure. Analyze Brent Weinbach. Sometimes he just, like, makes sounds and says whatever comes to... Okay. Whatever he's feeling. He's, this and is a comedian, by the way, comedian. if you don't know him. And he's, it's inherently funny just because it's like... You know, it's absurd, but it makes right. sense. I see. I see. I but, he, they, but his only goal is to make people laugh. You know well, what I mean? That's that's part of like he's a comedian who who delves into the absurd, right. but in both cases he's trying to make you laugh. Fish, it seems like they want to make you enjoy music, and yes. then every once in a while they'll throw in a wacky song. Is that well? No, because they're not wacky. This, that song wasn't wacky, but it seems a little wacky to me. There's actually themes underneath it lyrically. If you want to get into it, it's, it's like, like Puff the Magic Dragon. Then, in other words, where it's okay, it's really it's all it's about ostensibly about a dragon and about. Uh, Little Jackie Paper wandering around and, and making a friendship with this... Uh... Do you like that song? No, not in the least. 
<laughs> well, then, no, it's not like that. Uh, I will say, I, if that was the only thing that I heard from Fish, I would shrug and say, not for me. Okay. So, let's see where else to take you. Okay. Let's go... All right. Here, let's... let's I'm going to call an audible. Now, one of the bands that Scott said is very important to him is the Talking Heads. I love that band. Scott loves that band. I love that band. That's not one of the ten I sent you of my ten most right. favorite, but you asked me, hey, do you like the Talking Heads? <laughs> As if to, right. like, some sort of entrapment. <laughs> First I asked, are you a cop? I really... Because uh, right. you have to tell me if you are. <laughs> I, and I wasn't. I said I wasn't. Yeah, you were not. So I said, sure, I like the Talking Heads. Uh, okay. My experience with them uh, back uh, in 85, Stop Making Sense came out. I loved that live record and got into them, and I have uh, everything they've ever put out. Okay, great. Let's listen to CD2 track one. CD2 track one. This is Talking Heads sound alike or pastiche or just kind of. You'll, you'll see. Okay, here we go. Well, Bowie ish kind of guitar right there. Sure. I'm an alligator. I'm a Now, this is a. I'll tell you now, it's a Talking Heads song. Oh, it is a Talking Heads song. Okay. That they've turned into a jam band. That they have turned into a fish song. Okay. And this is pretty indicative of what their style is. It's like... I don't hear that happening. Okay. All right, let me... I'll tell you when I'm locked into what this song is. Still isn't happening for me. You ever heard the song Cities? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is it. Oh, this is it. Yeah, they they slowed it down. Find a city! I'm checking them out. Okay. I'm checking them out. I've got So he's not much of a singer. He just kind of like... Trey isn't. Paige is the best singer in the band. So this is Trey singing right now. But David Byrne's not much of a singer. Oh, he's a better singer than this. Arguable. Listeners should know that was Scott singing. <laughs> and me laughing. And all this talking that's happening over the song. It's not fish. That's not fish either. Alright, pause. Now I'm gonna go immediately into track two. Because mm. they love the talking heads. Sure. I, and they yeah, they I also do a little song called Cross-Eyed and Painless. Okay. And then we're going to talk about that. That's so kind of a groove two. song. It seems like it wouldn't be that Go far off. 33 seconds in. Mm-hmm. And also I'm going to take us to the jam in part of this okay. as well. sure. Cross-Eyed and Painless from uh, the same record as Once in a Lifetime. This is almost exactly the same groove, so... This this song is about 14 minutes. Wow. <laughs> this is the drummer singing, Fishman. Hal Fishman. <laughs> so do they all sing? Yes. And how do they do that? Do they flip a coin? And every before every song on stage, they flip a coin. <laughs> a lot like the Super Bowl. Exactly, and the Puppy Bowl. Ooh, cold clam right there. Yeah, that wasn't good. So this is like the Talking Heads song if it was done worse. 
Well, this is the a springboard into a okay. jam. So it's really what they want to do let's is go, lay down the jam let's go, part of it. Let's go ten minutes in. So it's like, okay, there's... This is when the jam kind of picks up. We're, we're skipping a lot of them building to this, and we're just right. going to go right into, like, what the... Okay, so basically, just imagine you've heard uh, a pretty straightforward rendition of Just a little bit worse. And then about three minutes in, they... Then they, they start to go crazy? Yeah. Okay. Who's this on guitar? That's Shrek. back into the song right i like that solo great okay pause we're making some serious progress right now if i if i were uh, at a talking heads concert and that mm-hmm. solo happened i'd be loving it yes trey's a very talented guitar player sure okay uh i yeah i will give you that i think their instrumental capabilities are much stronger than their sure. vocal but then you know i mean there's people like bob dylan who uh and once again david byrne not the best vocal not the best vocal. I, yeah. I, maybe i'm reacting to he has a little bit more of a range yes yeah then it seems like trey was taking the trey melody down right a little he wasn't going up trey's not a great the... vocalist let's listen to um a song by the rolling stones that they do i should say that covers are a big part of a fish concert okay they have these cover songs that they make their own that don't they, they like, do something like halloween shows where they do musical just... costumes yes and they did explain what heads. that explain what that means when you say you said musical costumes yes as everyone, everyone knows, knows everyone on the planet knows what i'm talking about <laughs> they play three songs on uh, three sets three separate sets on halloween the first set all fish songs second set they come out and cover a whole album by a band mm-hmm. and then third set is back to fish but i'll see that second set what <laughs> i saw uh um Exile on Main Street last Halloween. Oh, that's fun. It was fun. Do and they I'm, always do that in the same town, or do they do... No, they go all over. Okay. It was on in, Halloween, though. On Halloween. Well, this was two Halloweens ago I, that I saw that. Last year... So you're a did, liar. They did. <laughs> I'm not on trial. Um, fish is. Fish is on trial here. What What happens if we they, convict them? Are they summarily executed? I hope not. Just when you're starting to love them. Uh, Ooh, that is a strong... <laughs> you'll see. You love them. They've done The White Album by The Beatles. They've mm-hmm. done Remain in the Light. They've done Loaded by Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. Great record. Uh, they've done Dark Side of the Moon. So when you say they do three sets, is it three different concerts? or No, one concert. They take intermissions? Two intermissions. Two intermissions. What do they yeah. do during those intermissions, I wonder? Uh, they probably go back and just like get grooved out and more crunchy <laughs> probably uh let's listen to us do you know loving cup uh by rolling stones uh, uh what record is that off of uh it's off exile it uh, is okay we can then... do loving cup or shine a light 
I probably know Shine a Light a little better, but I'm sure I know Love and Cup. Okay, let's do Love and Cup. I I, I really like the song, how they do it, and I like the song, how the Stones do it. Okay. This is track uh, three on CD2. Track three on CD2, Loving Cup by Fish, Analyze Fish. Oh, yeah, of course I know. Yeah. I guess maybe I never knew it was called Loving Cup. <laughs> A face full of mud. Yes, I am stumbling, and I know my car won't start. Yes, I am fumbling, and I know I play a bad guitar. Yeah, everyone cheers. Purpose. Let's pause here for a second. What is the purpose of this, though? Like, I can the, I, uh, the Rolling Stones exist. Uh, I can listen to them. The purpose is a celebration of music. <laughs> you know when, like... I can celebrate them by putting on Exile on Main Street. And... Here's what I'll say. They have about probably 150, 200 original songs. Okay. But then it's also like, you know, a DJ when you're like... It's like a, a fish show is like a fun party you go to. So this is in the middle of a show. Yeah. They start playing. Okay, but why why am I listening to this right now? Uh, because I wanted to show you, because this is a big part of, of who they are. Okay. Also, this is from a, the Halloween show is at Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings are unbacking vocals. I like that. Horn section. So are you one of the people screaming when he says, I play a bad guitar? Uh, no. I uh, I don't. What were you doing? I, I was probably taking a sip of my frosty brew. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that scream. I remember it like yesterday, and I'll never. So you like to mix your uh, what, what you put into your body at these shows? You put it that night. I was on um, just Xanax and, and alcohol. <laughs> so you, do you document each of your shows? No, I just by remember what... what I was okay. what I was on because I, I that was I took. Did all. you have a prescription for Xanax, or is that something that someone gave you? Uh, I have a prescription from my drug dealer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, I get it, but it's just like I, I don't see the point necessarily. You don't like when bands cover songs? I do, I do, I it's do. A great but, thing. but you're trying to get me into Fish right now, and what you've done is basically played me. Uh, so, like them covering songs of bands that you like. Okay, so yeah, I, I agree that they. Because yeah, you know what? If you went to a Fish show and they opened with a cross-eyed or a loving cup, you'd be like, you'd be more into it. You you'd know, be... I do have to say that I was never into Bruce Springsteen, okay? I never, uh-huh. you know, I was certainly, I was in high school when Born in the USA came out, and, and that's really all I knew of him, and I, I was not that into him, and then, but I was super into David Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. And I got the Sound and Vision box set where he covers It's Hard to Be a Saint in the City, and I loved that cover so much of It's Hard to Be a Saint in the City I just loved what he did with it that I then sought out the original and that was my gateway into liking Bruce Springsteen. There you now go. I listen to everything he's ever done. I just heard the wrong songs by Bruce right. Springsteen. Right, right. First. And so That's great. That's yeah. that's kind of the point so of That's what you're trying to do. I will say neither of those covers are as good as David Bowie's cover of It's Hard to Be a Saint in the City. But okay, let's go to like how long is that song? 7 minutes. Let's go to Five and see what's happening. Five minutes. Okay, let's, let's check, check in. in. Five, five minutes in. 
your Xanax right now is doing relaxing you. So this is uh, oh, the Dap Kings are on horns right now. It seems like, okay, I will just say that it seems to me like if I went to one of these shows, yeah. here's what I would want from them. Okay. Them to do all covers, mm-hmm. them to not sing all that much, just kind of sing the first uh, verses and choruses, and then just go into one of these jams where he's just like going, just you'll, forever. You'll pretty much get that. <laughs> but I wouldn't, uh, I would say going to a fish show is fun. Uh, but I wouldn't like fish. Does that make sense? Yes. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. Going to a fish show might be fun, but I don't necessarily like the band. Okay, great. But that's all that's you. A little, do, that's a little more than you have. All at the you got to do show. is is get someone to a show, and fish will take care of the rest. <laughs> and now you're coming. You're coming to a show. Do you, let me ask you this. Yeah. You've seen them live sixty, some odd times. Okay. And uh, when you listen to one of these tapes, sure. Do you say, oh, the tape is good, but if only I were there, I would have the full experience? Like, are the tapes I, missing something? I mean, that's a good question. No, it's it's a different Or do experience. the tapes just stand on their own of like... They, I, to me, they stand on their own, but I know what it's like to be there. I don't know. It's, you know, like... Because, mm-hmm. like... It's hard to put out a really good live record that stands on its own. I, I can count them on uh, perhaps one hand. Frankston right. comes alive. Uh, Ted Nugent's record. What was that called again? Uh, uh, race, racist. <laughs> Come racist, on, is he a racist? Racist and guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one right there, Engineer Doug. What's that one called? Motor City Madman. Um, Cheap Trick, live at Budokan. Nice. Um, those are some of the ones where, like, the definitive versions of their songs came out as live versions. Right. Kiss Alive 1 and Alive 2. They deb- I want to rock and roll all night. That the yes. definitive version is the live version. Fish debuts songs live, and then they become staples. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so once again, that the, their live shows basically are their CDs. Like people don't right. really listen to their CDs. Okay. Um, What's next? Let's do a cover of also Sprock Zarathustra. Okay, the uh, 2001. 2001 theme. Let's I've go- heard Space Hog did a cover of this to open their shows for a while. Let's listen to. Track 8 on CD2. This is 2001. Also Sprock Zarathustra. Is this a show opener, or this is in the middle of a show? Uh, I think this is just in the middle. Okay. Now, they take a while to get to the theme. Let's go like two minutes in. Fishman laying down a funky groove. Is everything based on a funky groove? God, I hope so. into this currently you don't like funky grooves i i like a lot of funk bands by the way i shouldn't right you you mentioned prince so prince i know is you, one of my you absolute can, favorites you can get into funk i parliament. know that yeah i like a lot parliament, of hip-hop saw them play with parliament no three they came on and did some songs with them 
They share some um, attributes. Yes. Parliament. Well, it's fun. I mean, they play fun. Yeah. Where the songs are just kind of like frameworks in order to go off on all these uh, tang- musical yeah. tangents. We call them groovy crunchers. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'm not into this. Space Hogs version, way better, I will say. What's the difference? What are, what are they doing? I've never heard that version. Can we find Space Hog? Uh, there, it must be on YouTube. Can we though. do another podcast called Analyze Hog, where you try to get me to like... <laughs> Space Hog? Yeah. Well, actually, you don't have to try. I so love Space I, Hog. <laughs> Space Hog's good. I mean, I'm not. I love that. I've only. I think I've only heard that one song in, in the, the meantime, meantime, and it's my favorite song of all time. <laughs> but I've never bothered listening to. I don't mean to more. mention Space Hog like I'm a huge Space Hog fan. I just uh, enjoy. Uh, I, I saw that. I saw them open. It was the Brothers Tour, the Fighting Brothers Tour. It was uh, Space Hog opening, mm-hmm. and then Oasis, and then the Black Crows. Oh right, okay, and. Uh, they're all brothers. All They're all brothers all and they bands. all fight. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Oasis. Not a lot of people know that uh, they're all three of those bands are brothers. Yeah. No, they're all. Yeah. <laughs> Did we find it, Engineer Doug? It's maybe called 2000. No, it's. Well, it's called also Sprock. I'm very curious to hear their. Do they are, do they sing on it? It's uh, not Sprock like that. It's S-P-R-A-C-H. Are, do they sing? Uh, do they go? No, they don't. I, I don't know. In the meantime, <laughs> <It's time>. <laughs> <laughs> um, did we find it? Right? Yeah, that that's it. That's it, definitely it. All right, so let's play a little bit of this. Cool. And is this is uh, also Sprock Zarathustra, the Space Hog version? I don't know if this is live or if this is uh, the recorded version, but we'll hear a little bit of this and see what. It Looks to be a video, so I think it, it may be the recorded version. Sounds kind of similarly bad. <laughs> Maybe I'm way off on this. Well, well, it's just the intro. So far, right? yeah, nothing. Nothing's happened. Yeah. Shaking a tambourine, though. Listen to that guy. Oh, yeah. Creating atmosphere like a motherfucker. <laughs> More tambourine. I think they stole this from fish. I, th- I believe they called this record was the Hogacy. Man, that is bad wordplay. <laughs> it huh? really is. That's they, the kind of wordplay that gets you a Liv Tyler. They were the first uh, alternative comedians with <laughs> that title. Anti-comedy. I don't know about this. Is this the real version? This sounds, I gotta say, very similar to what we were just listening to. I know, it does. (laughs) I don't don't know if this is what I'm thinking it was. I don't know. (laughs) All right, let's turn it off. All right. That might as well be fish. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, All right. So... We, right, we haven't got him to like fish, but we've got him to not like Space Hog. <laughs> so, boy, I'd say it was a job well done. <laughs> um, let's, okay. Let's go, man, I wonder how much time we have. Should I just take you on a journey? Take me on a journey. Do it. Should we just, like, do, all right, these are their big three songs that are, like, their 20-minute epic songs. Okay. I'll take you to, like, different parts of them. All right. And... 
these are like the bread and butter of fish. Like this is like what you what what you want to get at a fish show. So these are the song. The, if they don't play these three songs, it's not a letdown because they have so many. But people, I these are like the big. When so they this start, is when like they start going the notes to, see, to these. This is like going to see Elvis Costello and he doesn't play Allison, or this is like going to see Prince and he doesn't play Purple Rain. Well, they don't have set. like a hit song, the, but this is like, and also everyone has different fish favorite fish songs. Sure, these are just my. They have like six or seven powerhouses, or like twenty minutes long, like orchestrated at the beginning and then they jam at the end but like very orchestrated and that's what i like about it okay is that it's kind of like zappa e oh boy another guy (laughs) (laughs) not not a huge zappa fan well when i was in college uh, i was in a band with uh one of my teachers and (laughs) 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 and uh it was called phase two Uh because he was in love with one of the students who uh, in the apartment complex where most of us uh, all stayed, yeah. there were four different uh, complexes, and Phase Two was the one she lived in. So we named the band after 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 the phase that uh, she lived in, and we were Phase Two, and we played. He was super into Zappa, and uh-huh. his place just had endless Zappa records. And he again, he put some of them on once for us of like, you got to get into Zappa, and then sure. it was like, bing bong bang, bing bing bong. Yeah, it's pretty hard to digest. But um, so we were in this band phase two and uh, we did it was one of those bands where like since there were six people in it with all totally wildly different styles of music, we all just played everyone's style of music for one song. So but then we turned into the 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 movie The Commitments came out um, and so we turned into a commitments cover band, which was a cover band of a cover band, uh, like a snake eating another snake (laughs) that's eating its own tail. And uh, that lasted for one rehearsal, <laughs> and we never played a show. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's what I know Long about Zappa. Long story short, I shouldn't have compared that this to Zappa. Yeah, probably okay. not. Okay. Uh, how about Yes? <laughs> I like Yes. Okay, great. I like the, uh, what's that record they, they put King out? Or Crimson? O- OU812 with yeah. Trevor, Trevor yeah, yeah, Horn? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not OU812. Oh, fuck. It's 90210? What is it? That era is back together. Trevor Horn era uh, of Yes. The owner it, of a lonely heart. Are era? you gonna go uh, if they tour? You're gonna go check them out. No. Okay. Do you like King Crimson at all? Uh, I have two records by them. I like, think they're okay. Yeah. Adrian Blue, right? I don't know. Isn't he the guitarist of King Crimson? Maybe I'm. Oh no, you could be right. I don't. I don't know Crimson that that well. We're gonna look it up. And I know him well wrong, enough to just call them Crimson, though. If I'm wrong, we will edit it out of the show. But if I'm right, we're keeping it in. Is Adrian Blue a member? Engineer Doug. Yes, and he's the guitarist. Yes, and he's the guitarist. Ding, 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 ding. Well, no one argued with you. No one argued. (laughs) We only didn't know. (laughs) Uh, All right, this song is uh, called You Enjoy Myself. Uh Uh-oh. And it is CD3 track six. And when I hear these notes, I know I'm in for a good time. Kind of a carnival. Whatever you're seeing in your head is what it is. You think it's carnival? Great. And Trey is the ringmaster. (laughs) The flying trapeze. This is all. They play this part the exact same every time. 
This oh, isn't good. a jam or anything. Okay, so this is precise. This is very precise. Arpeggios. Is the organ part? It's always the same. Mm-hmm. Great. This could be ELO, maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah. Except for this part. This is a little too happy sounding for ELO. They're a happy band. It's good to be alive! <laughs> this sounds like it could be a butter commercial. A commercial for the food product? Yeah. Butter? The dairy product, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, butter, it's back. <laughs> Let's go to 5 minutes and 45 seconds in. Shouldn't we hear where it kicks in? All right. All right. Five this is the pre-peak. Okay. Closing my eyes, swaying back and forth, trying to get into it. I can attest to it, and he is getting into it. They're big I Love You Man fans. (laughs) See, now they're being tongue-in-cheek when they say this. Why? Because it's just like silly funk words. Okay. They're they're, they're humorous guys. I get it. I get it. So that's like typical soul music would express that in a real way, and they're doing it ironically. They're saying... Well, it's, it's up for debate what they're saying here. What are they? Yeah, really? It's never I, been written down. I, my guess is they're saying, wash your feet and drive me to Firenze. Yeah, I can see that. Is this like the scriptures where there's various interpretations? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> wash your feet and take me to Firenze. It's pretty funny. Still makes me laugh. Wash your feet and drive me to Firenze. <laughs> you know you like that. They've never gone on record about what they... All right. Now, at this part, I should say, they're about to... Their crew is bringing out two mini trampolines, and Trey and Mike are about to do a, a choreographed bounce. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun to see. So they're a lot like, okay, go. They're... Yeah, yes. Okay, go, not one of the bands that I sent you, but... That's of true. my well, favorite. All right, you just drew that comparison. I'm sure that Bowie's bounced on the tramp at some point. Uh, sure. An actual tramp. <laughs> He's a floozy. (Laughter) 
Is this the tramp part? It's about. I'll let you know when they start bouncing. Oh boy, I can't wait for that. They're they're getting they're Do climbing they, on them now. Oh, I love it. Do they play while they're on it? Yeah. Oh. Well, Mike hits Mike Gordon. The basses hits a note. You'll hear it. Okay. Here, jumping up and down. Everyone's cheering. Ba boom boom boom. I get it. They let Paige do a little, little organ solo. Alternating jumps, or they're they're doing it at same. the same time. And they wow. face like you know different directions That's at fun. the same time. So it's a lot like uh, going to see Cirque du Soleil, where you're not going to actually like the product or what they're putting out, but it's a spectacle. <laughs> you don't like the product. You're, you're not going to go buy the records in the gift shop. I will not be buying any Cirque du Soleil records. No. But it's a lot like that. Well, that's like haunting French. Weird music. So <laughs> let's go on a journey, a fluffhead journey. Fluffhead journey. All right. Should you know, I have taken drugs before this show? By the I, way, I would have preferred it. I think that's the quickest entry point. By the way, we, and we we should talk about this. I am not really a drug person. No. When's the last time you smoked pot? I the last time I smoked pot was at I believe it was at uh, Patton Oswalt's bachelor party. And he's um, been married for how long now? Th- uh, maybe three years okay. or so, maybe four. I can't remember. And I, I um, a joint. You guys passed around a joint. Well, I, 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 the first part of the party was brownies, and mm-hmm. uh, I ate I ate uh, half of one. No, sorry, I, I ate a brownie. Okay. And I didn't feel anything, and so I had a half a brownie more. Classic rookie and then mistake, man. Someone said, "Oh, by the way, only eat half of those brownies; they're really strong." <laughs> and by then, I'd already smoked oh, a lot too. So Did we you try to like throw up or anything. No, we were. We then took a party bus to Lowry's, the steak place. Love it. Prime, and, prime rib, great prime uh, rib, great prime rib, and. Um, uh, Brian Posehn had arranged for Eddie Pepitone dressed up like a king to come in and present Patton with a sword. And I was tripping balls <laughs> out of my mind. And um, That's pretty funny. I was sitting next to David Cross, who I thought was judging me the whole time. And it turned out he wasn't. When I, Once I told right. him what was going on, he was like, oh, I would have talked you through it. I'm so sorry that I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so but he, I, he was judging you, but just because he didn't know you were super high. Yeah. Right. And so I was making escape plans. I was oh, like man. saying, okay, I know a taxi ride back to my house will be a lot of money, but I can't take this party bus yeah. atmosphere. I've been there. So it's not that necessarily that turned me off, but I, I don't necessarily really like the smell of pot either. Um, so I was never really that into pot. I would do it once a year, maybe. Yeah. And so I was. I I, I just kind of gave it up and and have. If you not, don't like the smell of pot, yeah, you must not like the taste at all. Yeah. No. Well, I I find the smell to be worse. I don't. Th- I think that no matter how delicious. Like these dispensaries make edibles, they mm-hmm. are still gross to me because you can taste weed in them. It's like putting oregano in a brownie. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily mind the taste That's, all that much. All right, you're, so maybe brownies would be better for you're me. You're a but, true chiller. But I I find it hard to relax when I'm on drugs. Yeah, you you like to be in control. You know. Yeah. You don't like feeling out of control. Yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah. So maybe if I was with a bunch of bros who were going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I, uh, I, I do miss those days of being able to go to a concert and just like dumbing out. Yeah. And concerts like is a place that you is. Well, that's different than like sitting at Lowry's. Yeah. In a quiet restaurant and like 
being like freaking out, you know. Yeah, I miss just going and being jumping up and down. I, yeah. I tell you, the the most I've gotten into it recently is all the print shows that uh, Engineer Doug and I went to one recently. But uh, one I went to, I've been to him six times recently, and just Man. kind of like letting go and getting into it and getting into a a headspace where you can really enjoy it. How uh, how many times have you seen Prince? Prior? How many times have you seen him total in your life? So, uh, I've seen him six times this time and probably twice before that. Oh, okay. So he doesn't normally do these long runs. This is no. like a, a special thing. This is thing. a special thing. In yeah. the city that you live in. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't and for, cheap, for more. cheap tickets, yeah. $25 tickets, I, I said, okay, I'm going to go do as many as I, I can go do. That's cool. I, I didn't. I have yet to go. I thought about playing you this cover that they do that they open their New Year's show with 1999. Mm. Uh but I think I don't even think it sounds that good. They kind okay. of played it as like a novelty, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, we're not going to listen to it. All right. So you said you were going to we're going to we're going to go me. on we're going to go on a fluffhead journey. Uh, let's start. Let's go to CD three track four and go to a minute five in. All right. This is a fluffhead journey you're taking me on. Yes. All right. This is like on. a sixty minute song. 60 minute song. 16, 16. Oh, okay. They have played 60 minute songs. What if they played a song based on the TV show 60 Minutes? <laughs> Versus about Leslie Stahl? Yeah, who wouldn't like that? <laughs> Fluffhead was a man with a Uh oh. This sounds like a, a cautionary tale. It is. I would say those are shoddy lyrics. Written in 88. They were ripe old age of 24. Okay. But once again, this song is like one of my favorites because of the instrumental part. There's like a, a long thing they take you on. But we can skip to that if you want. Let's go to 8 minutes and 10 seconds in. So... You're saying that the first eight minutes and ten seconds are kind of boring, and we should. No, skip I love it, oh, okay. but I don't know if you want to listen to a sixteen-minute song. No, I do not. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we've heard eight minutes of Fluffhead and about his disease and his journey. Yeah, uh, and now this is like we're just we're grooving along. You're gonna really hate these lyrics, but I like the instrumental part of this. What the fuck am I listening to, <laughs> Did you? This is supposed to be a show where you get me to like them. <laughs> I, here's the deal. Well, this part's really good. You, you at least like the instrumental. All right. By the way, Harris just air guitared. Scott just air uh, keyboarded. <laughs> I did not. You know that's not true. All right, turn this off. What? <laughs> Harris, you have failed at this task. 
You did so much research. And then you play Fluffhead at me, and it's it all goes away. Can I tell, can I tell you my thought there? Okay. I'd you, love to hear what you're, you're thinking. A, you're a funny guy. <laughs> all right? We all, we all know it. We all think it. You wrote for Mr. Show, arguably an absurdist show at points. Sure. Maybe we would have had a sketch called Fluffhead. Yeah. About an unspecified disease. Right. Uh, if you please. It's cancer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not so fun anymore, no. is it? So, but real fun. Real fun live. <laughs> so it's about a friend of theirs? Uh, who, uh, it's about some guy that, yeah, they uh, said, I don't know. But, um, so I thought that, like, you, I, I picked a wrong entry point, which is, Sit like you know. silly fun stuff. Yeah, I'm not a guy who really like. Although I play comedy songs on my show. Yeah, when it's aiming for comedy, I like it. But when it's a, a normal band, I want to. I, I like stuff with a little more substance. I would say. Although I do like they might they might be giants as I've said. Yeah, but and you have said that you liked "Don't Stop or We'll Die." I do like it, but you guys are. It's we're what aiming you're for, for. Well, kind of. It's it's a middle ground where you're not really saying what you're shooting for. I like your combination of absurdist silly lyrics with good uh song craft and musicianship and right and i think that they have that so they so they're, they're better is, musicians than don't stop or we'll die you don't say <laughs> like so if you have the capacity to like our music then you should so that maybe that's what that's what i did not know about fish is that they are a comedy comedy it's, band they're not a comedy band they're not to be taken seriously no they are they are everything and what? They're, what? They're everything and nothing. So I, when I listen to Fish, I should be more in a. It's more of like Ben Folds when it gets too too ironic. It's like all those are not my favorite Ben Folds songs either. Right I have to say. Right. Like his Rock in the Suburbs is the is yes. the worst song by then. But I think that that is him trying to get too good. Like there's a difference between absurd lyrics and like goofy, like sil- like okay, jokey. You know. So so these are more like you don't know what fluffhead is and it's supposed to be just like random sounds thrown together. I just am sensing that you don't like these lyrics from the songs today. Well, you know, uh But I think you're judging them speaking on, on of, the wrong grounds. Speaking of talking heads, David Byrne, I believe in the Stop Making Sense liner notes, uh says that uh singing is just a trick to get people to listen to music longer than they would. That's great. Okay, so now I've always kind of agreed with that of like you need the, the what the person is saying is very important. Although I will say I'm not a person who really pays an incredible amount of attention to lyrics. Mm-hmm. For instance, I did not even know that song was called Loving Cup. Right. Because <laughs> um, you just have to pay attention to the melody. I pay attention to the sound and the yeah. melody, but I can tell when something is trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I I like when something is kind of... When you're singing, you're trying to communicate something, and uh, I can always tell when someone is is right. just playing goof-offs. Right. Okay. All right. Here's so what we're going to do now. Do, do we need to do another episode? Because it looks like we're just about a, out of time. Are we out of time? Yeah. I think I think this is a to-be-continued situation. Oh, man. I do want to play you the peak to Fluffhead, because it's my favorite musical moment at a fish show, maybe. All right. So what we should do is we should probably wrap it up, yeah. and then we'll play the, the peak yeah. uh, to Fluffhead. And so, so what do we say to wrap up? What have we learned today? Uh, I'm going to find songs with more lyrical, less lyrical, stupid stupidity (laughs) (laughs) and uh no 
and then lay easy on the covers. I think you didn't really respond to that because you think there were just lesser versions. Well, I would say I would say maybe if they if they've ever laid down like a, a studio version of a cover, I'd be really interested in okay. hearing that. I'll I'll try to dig one of those up. Um. I'll f- I I I got some good information out of this. Okay, session. yeah, this is a, it's a lot like a mystery. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you know, this you is did like, say some a couple positive things. I did, yeah. I did. I'm not, I I, and maybe I should have said this at the top, but I'm not here to make fun of fish. I'm right. not here You're to have an open mind. Yeah, I totally believe that. Totally I think open you've mind. been totally open minded. Okay, but this is it's it's a lot like maybe the TV show Lost or The Killing, where there's an overarching mystery. Yeah. And the mystery is, will I ever like them? Right. And so far, uh, we've hooked people in on this first episode, mm-hmm. but it seems insurmountable. Okay. Well, I think it is very mountable. <laughs> surmountable. Uh, Good surmountable. Yeah. <laughs> of the Knights of the Round Table. Well, another great thing we did is we came up with a great t-shirt for That's this show. True. So at the least... And we ended up uh, not liking Space Hog as much as we wanted. <laughs> yep. So we've we've done a lot. Sure. This is a great first episode, um, Harris. I want to thank you for. Taking I want to thank me you for journey. doing this. This was really fun. So let let us hear comment on uh, the uh, discussion pages at, at earwolf.com about this. I could not imagine these comments being mean. <laughs> uh, Nor any comment on yeah. the internet. <laughs> Um, but let us know what you thought about this. Let us know if you have your own suggestions of what Harris should play me. Yeah, because I know there are fish fans that like this show. Yes. Or that like Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. So, so yeah, let me know what you think the entry point should be. We would Scott. love to hear your feedback. So go yeah. on Earwolf.com, um, go on the, the message boards, and let us know what you think. And there, I guess there will be an episode, too. Yes. Great. All and right. we're going to go out on the peak of Fluffhead. All right, and go to twelve minutes and twenty. What seconds, should I please, be doing Scott. during this? Should I? Should I be? Uh, just, I guess, open your heart. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. They're building to it. Uh huh. This is the part where it sounds bad. So when it kicks in, it sounds well, really good. It, sure, it's a little dissonant. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Wait till the guitar kicks in, though. I will say that I don't know if I'll ever like a band where I'm relieved when they stop singing. I'll give you that. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. Dolly, y'all! 
This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. O donde sea. Spanish Aki Presents. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.